0: well hello everybody and welcome to episode 273 of we podcast and we know things where we usually recap all of the week's nerdy news my name is greg hall and alongside of me is almost always the best damn voice in the business samatura happy fifth birthday
1: nintendo switch
0: thanks as the Nintendo Switch would say. Uh,
1: that sounded perfect. Like, clip that. That was perfect.
0: (laughs) Appreciate it. First Uh, take. Let's do it. We got uh, unscripted, too. I had no idea that was going to be as open. So I'm feeling like shit. Sam's feeling like shit. We got dogs barking in the background. So we are ready, naturally, to do a giant podcast. Um, You'll apologize if you hear this during the episode. Ah, That is me sipping some sweet, sweet tea. Um, We're going to have a big one for you. We've been waiting for this one. I was debating on doing a bonus episode, and in hindsight, I should have, because now I'm sick. On the yeah, night, I, actually, I
1: know, I was like, God damn it, I wish he came back. Yeah,
0: and on the night, I uh, actually want to talk about this, and, and it's funny, because if I did a bonus, I'm sure it would have done really, really well, but I was just so tired, so I decided to wait to talk about Pokemon Scarlet and Pokemon Violet Generation 9, so that'll be when Sam starts the pod. After our picks of the week in trivia, Sam will start in gaming, where we're going to talk about... Po- the Pokemon Presents that happened on Pokemon Day on Sunday. Obviously, the big announcement being Pokemon Scarlet and Pokemon Violent Gen 9 is announced coming this year. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about Pac-Man, the Nintendo Switch, adding things without telling people. Uh, Resident Evil, Gran Turismo, Mark In movies, we have a review for the Batman. We will have impressions for the Batman very soon. Morbius got its final trailer. Fast and Furious 10's villain has been confirmed in TV. We're back, baby. And uh, if you don't get it, you'll know. And then Twisted Metal got a huge, huge update on the Twisted Metal live action television series. Oh, and the Marvel shows that were previous on Netflix have found a new home, just like we called. We got that. So Sam will then take us home with a, a, a weekly WADA. I. I'm going to be honest. I had a music review that I was supposed to do tonight, and I forgot. So we are not going to have a music section. That's a little inside baseball for you all. I just plain forgot. We'll Ah, do it. You're sick, too. We'll do two of them next week. No problemo. Uh, Maybe even three. Who knows? Because that's just the way of the world. So as I go ahead and switch my notes around to say March 17th, not 10th, let's start where we customarily do with our picks of the week.
1: Well, I, I I can't delay this show any longer. It's Peacemaker. This this is a must watch. This is one of the best, not not just DC shows, superhero shows in general. I think James Gunn, you know, hit it out of the park with this one. This was I I enjoyed this from beginning to end. Way, way like so much better than I did his actual Suicide Squad movie. I you know I still you know we say we both agreed on the show and the movie. Him and, 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 uh, Boy, movie. Him and Blood right. Sports, you know, parts of the their kill off best part of the whole entire movie. Yeah. Um, this takes place, you know, right after it. he's recovering from his wounds. He's, you know, basically forced to join this Argus Black Ops group, Project Butterfly. And, you know, we've, you know, gushed about it for, you know, the last three podcasts. I don't think I have to talk too much longer. Eight episodes, HBO match, John Cena Shines, the entire cast. Thank thankfully we're getting a season two. This is a must watch. Yeah, we had our
0: spoiler review of season one. I'm just trying to remember if that was last week or the week
1: before. I, I'm I'm just pretty sure that we've talked at least mentioned it at least the last two or three pods. So I I, I don't want to take up too much time. It just it's a very good show, very funny, good action. You know, hard R.
0: It was last week, so episode two seventy two from the nineteen minute mark to the forty minute mark. So twenty minutes yeah. we do a spoiler cast of the first season of uh peacemaker so check that out my pick of the week um i was hoping upon hope that it would be licorice pizza the movie from 2021 that stole everybody's heart and i watched it and i fucking hated it so <laughs> not gonna i, recommend I, I don't
1: like the name i was it's fine i was talking about that with uh buddy alex earlier and i I still think that name just is no it's, good,
0: but it's the it's a real life. The name of it is because there are stores. Um, I think it's a record store chain called Licorice Pizza, so they actually got the name from a 1970s chain of stores, and it makes sense. And I loved the cast. I mean, Alana Hyam is in it. She's in one of my favorite bands, Hyam, and she's the lead actress. Uh, Cooper Hoffman makes his debut. That's Philip Seymour Hoffman's son, Sean Penn. Um, Bradley Cooper, and I just hated it. I just hated it so much. I love the period. They nailed the period of the early 70s, but I hated everything else, the dialogue, the plot, the characters, the ending, all of it. Would not recommend Licorice Pizza, but what I would recommend is something that is timely. You can, it is this pick of the week is only relevant if you're listening to this podcast before March 25th. So from now until March 24th, hell, even afterwards, if you want to do it just to see if you like it, Kirby and the Forgotten Land on the Nintendo Switch comes out March 25th. Nintendo, out of nowhere, dropped today, which is Thursday, a free demo for the game. And uh, they only do this for games they're really confident are going to go over very well. And so they dropped a free demo. The demo is the first three levels of this game. And we're talking like The Last of Us vibes, that post-apocalyptic Nintendo world with an open 3D Kirby and I got to play it. I played it um, twice, technically. It is a mix of Mario Galaxy and a mix of Mario Odyssey. Put them together, and instead of Mario, give them Kirby, and you have this game. It's pretty wild. I wouldn't say it's as grand or big or even as open. It is still kind of linear, but just the feel of that open 3D space, I really enjoyed that from a Kirby guy. I'm not a Kirby fan, necessarily. I don't love Kirby games. So to be able to go through this Three levels. The music heavily, heavily inspired by Super Mario Odyssey. Absolutely stunning visuals for a Nintendo Switch game, especially the opening cutscene. I love that. And Kirby has a difficulty option. A Nintendo game with a difficult? Could you believe it? I can't believe it. Nintendo games don't give us difficulty options, and this one does. I love that. I beat it on hard. I beat it on easy. And uh, I, the one thing I would say, it wasn't too much of a difference, except for the boss fight. So. First three levels available now. That's all I'll say. It is worth the download to see if you want to pick up Kirby in the Forgotten Land. It is available right now. Go to the eShop. Go on the Kirby page. Pick up the demo. Try it yourself. Kirby in the Forgotten Land demo. It's real good. Sam. move on Nintendo. Yeah, for real. Sam, let's do some trivia. I'm going to give you the question first. It is eight for me and six for you. You have been making a comeback. I'm, I'm crawling my way back from the grave. Slowly and steadily. This one is going to be a tough one. Perfect. You might get it. Process of elimination. <clears throat> In Generation 6 of Pokemon, which is X and Y, you've played it. That's why I'm asking you. What's the name of the water starter?
1: Um, can I ask for a hint? Uh, the only hint
0: I could give you is the type of animal, and that would kind of give it away.
1: Is it a seal?
0: No, no, oh. that is, that is, but I but can't I was, give you I, more. That is, that is a water though, correct? I can't give you more because the seal might be in my answer choices. Oh, you so I can't give you more. I'm sorry. It is not the seal. Can I hear the answers? You may. Is it Oshawott? <laughs> you bastard. It. Is it Froki? Is it Poplio? Or is it Sabal?
1: Hmm. They all sound good. They are all
0: starters. <laughs> I promise you that. They let's are let's all go Sable. Sable is Gen 8, Sword and Shield. Popplio the Seal is Gen 7. Sun and Moon is what you were thinking of. Gen 5 is Oshawott, and he's also a water starter in Legends Arceus. And Froki is Gen 6. Froakie uh, the Froggy turns into Greninja.
1: Good old Froakie all right we
0: picked oh i i picked chespin my first time around i don't know who. i don't remember who you picked go back and listen to like episode 20 we do our guy we do a playthrough sam does a playthrough of pokemon x his first pokemon game in like 10 years or 12 years or something we there's do there's a, silver we do a week over week over week like update on his playthrough i can't remember this was like 2016 or early yeah, 17 i don't people. remember beating it it's wild Go back and listen. It's fun. You Every week, you tell us what Pokemon you caught, what gym you're at, and what you thought of it. You do it for like nine weeks in a row. It's it's wild stuff, everybody. I recommend Good for,
1: it. I'm, I'm glad I stuck with it and beat it. I'm you did. You beat myself. it. Yeah.
0: It's the easiest Pokemon game, and you beat it.
1: So congrats. All right. Here's your question. <laughs> in Devil May Cry 1, mm-hmm. throughout the game, there are different colored orbs that need to be collected. Red. How many different yeah. colors are there? Uh, three. Red, blue, green incorrect red blue green yellow purple there are five. Oh,
0: i got the number
1: so, but it was four five six and seven
0: so well shit i my i think my original was three anyway so i got it wrong all right so i'll, I'll take it. i didn't need you to get it anyway still eight to six and by the way our top three for the evening is going to be a little different we'll talk about it in just a sec,
1: if i can even pronounce it as you mentioned earlier i'll take it over into gaming space and we're going to start with the big one Let's talk about the Pokemon presents. You better believe I took notes. You better believe I have thoughts and I'm going to keep
0: them contained for a, for a little bit. It was a 14 minute presents and I would say roughly 60 seconds of it is what I'm going to spend the most of it on Um, and the Legends Arceus stuff and a little bit of the BDSP. But it started off exactly how we thought. Pokemon Go is getting Gen 7. Yep. Uh, Masters is getting stuff. Pokemon uh, Cafe Remix is getting stuff. All, like pokemon unite is getting stuff i can't remember uh duraludon is a new pokemon coming to unite and so for like those side game players yeah you're getting your stuff no problem move on with your life we're all happy so there's kind of the first 10 minutes of the presents right there for you in a tidy bow um i was expecting detective pikachu 2 or pokemon sleep or something like that we got nothing of the sort they went over to bdsp and they dropped a free update for that game that allows you to go to the shaman to get the shaman event, um, so you can catch a shaman in B D S P, the mythical Pokemon with two forms, powerful as shit. Even though it's a little tiny little hamster with a little leaf little guy, um, but check out that that's cool. I'm I have not yet because I haven't turned on B D S P in this in this calendar year. I, I just don't care. <laughs> uh, I, I just don't care for those games. And so then they gave us an update on legends arceus which i've just passed 100 hours
1: Jeez, i'm now oh at 102
0: Christ. hours and the craziest motherfucking thing happened to me today or i'm sorry not today uh, last night when i was playing that i forgot to put on twitter because i was so tired because it was like 12 30 at night and i just forgot but i have the video saved i love nintendo switch you hit the video button and if you hold it the picture button, it takes a video of the last 30 seconds. So I have it. Check by the time you're listening to this, check your Twitter, my Twitter, at the Nintendo to see this video of what I'm talking about. So I go around and I'm shiny hunting. And I go around in this place called the Crimson myerlands In 102 hours, I only have eight shinies, uh, seven really. One of them is gifted to you. It's a ponytail. So really, I've only found seven shinies on oh, my cool. own. That's cool.
1: get the Rapidash. I like that. though
0: I've kept it a ponytail, but yes, you can do the Rapidash. Um, and so I have seven shinies in a hundred hours, right? So I, it's not like you get one every single day. So unless, I mean, if you specifically hunt, I only started hunting once I beat the game. So I'm hunting today in the, in the coronet highlands. I start at the top. I use my breviary. I fly over the whole map. And what I love about legends is they make it obvious. If there's a, sh- a shiny, you got to like miss it. Like the thing lights up and you hear a real nice noise. And you're like, oh shit, where's it at? And you go looking for it. So I was flying over. I find a Hsuian Voltorb. I love Hsuian Voltorb with the fucking, the wood grain on it, and it's electric and grass. I love the new Voltorb. So I found the shiny one. I go down, I catch it, and what do you know happens? Motherfucker, I caught it. A new one uh, spawned in, and it was shiny too. Huh. One in 4,000 odds, (laughs) and it (laughs) happened to me. I found a shiny that directly spawned from a shiny. So I caught the other one. So now I have two shiny Voltorps. So you best believe the first thing I did was evolve that Molar Effort into an electrode. So now I have one of each. I have a shiny Voltorb, a shiny electrode, which is cool. So I'm like, all right, you know what? There's a, a mass outbreak down here. Let me go just check it out. It's Duskull. I'll just go figure it out and I'll go peace out. So I'm flying my Braviary down. One of the Duskull was shiny. I found three shinies in a minute and a half.
1: I went from having the
0: one to four. Dude, I can't believe it, dude. So now instead of eight, I have 11. But I found three of them in literally a minute and a half. One pass-through over this map. Found three shinies, and one of them spawned in. I have it on video uh, of the Voltorb spawning in directly after I catch the one Voltorb. So that'll be on my Twitter at the Nintendo if you want to see it. And then, of course, I go down the mountain, and there's a a shiny freaking Duskull, and I'm I'm gonna keep them a Duskull. I don't think I'm gonna do a Dust Noir. I I don't know. Like to, I like to keep the Shinies, but I got a really good Shiny collection going. Golem, Ponyta, Tangrowth, Lickitung. Like I got a really solid. Yeah, but collection.
1: like, so if you have the Shiny Ponyta, wouldn't you evolve into a Shiny Rapidash? Unless I don't evolve them.
0: Like I'll just
1: keep them like as a Ponyta. If I evolve him up, yes,
0: he'll become a Shiny Rapidash, and Shiny Rapidash is cool. I think it's purple flames. Yeah, I think that's even cooler than Ponyta. So Ponyta is like light blue, though. It like, really looks nice. I think it's a really cool Shiny. So like, I don't want to just evolve them. Like, I have a Happiny, a Happiny, which evolves into Chansey and evolves into Blissey. But I already have a Shiny Chansey in another game, and I don't like Shiny Blissey too much. So I think I'm just gonna keep that one. A well, I see,
1: like that one makes sense, but like Rapidash is the shit. <laughs> it is what you got to cool. do uh and i have
0: uh i, I found a shiny geo dude so i evolved that up into a golem which because the shiny golem looks nice i had a shiny Shinx, i evolved that into a lux ray because shiny Luxray looks nice so i'm really happy with where my shiny hunting is going and my collection is growing but like it was wild three in a minute and a half man it was just insane i'm so glad i caught at least some of that on video and i'll, I'll put that i have that on twitter at the nintendo all one word and then they said uh back back to the pokemon presents uh legends arceus is getting this thing called daybreak it is a free version 1.1 update to the game there's good and there's bad the bad right off the bat is it lowers your chances to get a shiny it not by like so so much but instead of like max odds being one in 128 it's like one in 152 or 240 something they've lowered your to get a shiny which you know that, that kind of stinks but they've kind of made up for it they added i believe it was 10 side quests side missions so you best believe they're done uh, and you you can um do these things now called mass uh massive mass uh, massive mass outbreaks again free update Massive mass outbreaks, if you've played Legends Arceus and you know what a mass outbreak is, is when in one spot on the map, a whole bunch of one type of Pokemon come. They now have that at like seven, eight or nine spots all around the map. And you only have 10 minutes to go around and get the ones that you want. And you have to like, it's a crazy kind of like strategic thing that you got to go do. So they added that for nothing because they lowered the shiny odds. I'm cool with it because they added so many more mass outbreaks. So like I have more chances, blah, blah, blah. I'm still on the hunt for a shiny, shiny Scyther. I'll let you know when that happens.
1: The hunt continues.
0: The hunt continues. Uh, so that is a free update to that game. Very cool. And then they ended it with this video. This is where we'll spend the most time. A gentleman is walking through like a subway uh, up an escalator and into a building. And I'm like, great. Detective Pikachu 2. I think everybody thought this was going to be Detective Pikachu 2. The way it started off. They even tried to shake you a little bit with a Pikachu run in the background. They, they knew what they were doing. He goes into a room. And then, boom, all this shit happens. Coffee starts shaking like he's in Jurassic fucking Park. You turn around, and bam, they put you out in this huge open world in the Legends Arceus style, and we are getting Gen 9 based in Spain, Pokemon Violet, and Pokemon Scarlet. Before I give my thoughts, you watched it as well. Let's hear yours.
1: Yeah, overall, I just thought, I just thought it was okay. Um, you know, Pokemon goes dead to me. Um, long-time listeners, you know, I, I lost my data, and in- that's it. I'm. I'm. I'll never start up. Uh, but you know, the Gen Nine was a, a surprise. I don't think we expected it. I don't think not many people did. Um, I. I don't get with a, a Pokemon having like a hat. Or I guess it's kind of supposed to be. I don't know if it's his hair, but good old Quaxley. I, I know you. <laughs> the name is his best part, but I, I. It's just funny. It's probably the only name I can probably pronounce. So it's probably why I, I do like the name. But uh, o- overall, you know, besides getting a green Litten, I'm like, okay, they, they you know, they save some time there. They just made him green. Okay, good. And we got a crocodile. Okay. That's if I get Gen 9, it would be I'm getting the crocodile. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: So we will do our top three later uh, on as we go through the Pokemon presents and we'll do our three favorite of those starters. Like we're just going to rank the three starters that we saw. Um from Gen 9, Sam and I will most likely have the same order, uh, me thinks, but yes, Fue Coco is the Fue shit, and I'm all I'm all team Fue Coco. I love the naming conventions of these. If nothing else, I don't like Sprigatito very much, but I do like the name. So uh, my thoughts on Gen 9, I think 2022 could be the greatest year in gaming, and that's not. that doesn't have everything in the world to do with Gen 9, but we're getting Gen 9. The same you're year from
1: like every single system, like you're from all end, you're getting games.
0: Yeah, you're getting Gen 9 and Legends Arceus in the same year on top of Starfield, on top of God of War Ragnarok, supposedly on top of um, potentially still Breath of the Wild 2 on top of Horizon and Elden Ring and all the things we already got and Kirby and Strikers. We're getting Strikers this year too. Triangle Strategy, just tons of games hitting in 2022. This could potentially go down as one of if not the great it will go down as one of but this could be the greatest year in gaming history and this this presents is why we should keep our expectations in check i was on the pod last week saying don't get excited for this thing don't look forward to it i made fun of someone who said i expect legends arceus dlc and gen 9 i laughed at them we got that it's wild when you no, go into at you what well, he don't know i'm laughing at him <laughs> i win um When you go into something like this with no expectation, it was a Sunday morning at nine o'clock. Who would have thought when you go into it with no expectations and then they blow you away and give you what you wanted, then you just become that much happier. So keep your expectations in check and it'll work out in your favor. Then you can't be let down for everyone saying this is too soon. No, it's not. They do a gen every three years. That's what it is. This is like clockwork. I didn't think they would do it here. A month after Legends, I thought they'd probably do it around E3, but here we are totally fine by me. That tells me we're going to get another presents in probably April, probably another one in June with just like little trailers. I love lead ups to gens when you get all the little trailers introducing one Pokemon at a time, one mechanic. I think back to our time doing sword and shield coverage and sun and moon coverage. By the yeah. way, crazy. this is our third gen doing a podcast together. Uh, it's It is crazy. We've been doing this since gen six was around, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, it's it's nuts, but I'm very happy to be wrong. Very, very cool. Um, this might be Nintendo's holiday game because they said late 2022, but they also said Breath of the Wild aiming for 2022. We'll see if that's the case or not. Will Breath of the Wild 2 be delayed till next year? I don't know. We will find out in June when they do their E3 Direct. They We will find out uh, Breath of the Wild's release window, probably the date, and i if I had to be a betting man, I'd say it's March 2023, but they said 2022. Who knows? That's where I'm at on that.
1: Yeah, I, I could see that. Again, they want Pokemon out. Pokemon totally makes sense for, again, Like I don't think Nintendo needs another one. For, they like, put the Zelda on the back burner. Let that come out early 2023. We'll be okay.
0: Yeah, and, and now on to like the name too, like Scarlet and Violet. When you think about that, here's what I think. I think red and blue. like I think Pokemon red and Pokemon blue. Scarlet, kind of that reddish shade, violet in the blue family, purple family. So kind of like really close to red and blue. And that, to me, spiritual, like, it symbolizes like a spiritual reboot to the series because like they're going open world and they're doing a whole bunch of different things. So I, I kind of look at this as almost like a soft reboot for the franchise. I'm glad they're not waiting until Gen 10 when it's a nice round number like do it now. But that scarlet violet thing, I get very heavy red and blue. We're going back to our roots, but changing the entire dynamic. They've never used the term open world before, not even for legends Arceus. And now they are a free open world. So I'll talk more about that in a minute. But uh, that that's what the name says to me. I'll be getting the double pack. I hope to play violet. I wait on that until I see the version exclusives. Purple is my favorite color and your starting outfit changes depending on what game you are, I'm a Violet guy.
1: Um,
0: without knowing the Pokemon available in each, which would you rather have Scarlet was, or Violet?
1: I was thinking the same thing. I, not knowing nothing, Violet. Yeah, I love and dude,
0: For like the first time ever, look at the fonts uh, of the names. They're different. Scarlet is written out in a different font than Violet is. That doesn't happen. So like they really are kind of growing up and changing a little bit. I I mean, they're still going to sell us two versions. I'm still going to spend $120. So they still got me hook, line and sinker like a sucker, but whatever they changed the font. So that's cool. Uh, This game is truly open world. And to quote them, it is a new evolutionary step. Here's what I hope that that means. I doubt it, but here's what I hope that that means. Do you remember the anime Pokemon origins that I got you into? Yeah. Yeah. I remember. When, he, when Red, the protagonist goes to Brock and goes to his gym. Do you remember what happens in there?
1: I, they battle? hmm I don't remember yeah. the, who battles. More uh, specifically. Oni- Onyx.
0: Okay. So when he goes in there, he says, Brock says to him, like, do you have any other gyms? He says, no, this is my first gym. Brock then opens like a drawer of a whole bunch of Pokemon and Pokeballs. And he says, okay, since I'm your first challenger, I'm only going to use two. So like that tells me that like in the real world, if Brock was say somebody's sixth, he'd have a bigger, better team, and like he has this big, giant team. So he's just using two lower level on you because you're it's your first beginner badge. Yeah. And so I love that idea that they did in the in Origins. I hope they carry that into this. I don't think so. I think that's a little bit too much work for the game to understand. You have four badges, so Brock's team is this. If it's five, it's this. If it's six, is this. They could do that, it easily. That would be cool. But that would be so fucking cool. So that's my hope, is that, like, will the gym leader's Pokemon change based on the order that you fight them in? Can you even pick the order that you fight them in? Or is it still going to be... You're you're I I would hate it if this is open world, but then everything's blocked off because you don't have enough badges and it doesn't become open world until you get all eight. that would bother me.
1: Then then you unlock open world. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah,
0: that would piss me right the hell off. I really hope it's a free open world and you can just visit the gyms in anywhere you want. Hell, I don't care. I'll even give them this. I'm just thinking about this now. I don't care if the other seven doors are locked. And you have to start at one and go to the other, but at least let me visit the towns and maybe the Pokemon level, the wild Pokemon level scale to you wherever you are in the environment. So maybe that could happen. I don't know. Just don't give me like you have to go here and then you have to go here. And then you, if it's going to be open world, make it open world. That's what I'll say to that. That would be countless replayability. Cause then I'd want to know what his team is for the second badge and the third and the, and then multiply that by eight. That's a ton of replayability. there. Uh, and this is, a, this is why I have this idea. The next direct quote from the Pokemon company, move freely with no borders in this world. They've never used terminology like that before. I really hope they deliver on that promise.
1: I think that's straight the up them telling us that no, there will be no borders. You can walk freely. I and think if, that just like you said, that statement alone should give you that peace of mind.
0: And my fingers are crossed, but this is the Pokemon company. You never know what you're Piece gonna get.
1: Yeah, true. You always gotta you, you know. You don't
0: come and play Pokemon for the technical masterpiece that it is. You <laughs> come for the Pokemon, the battles, and like the cheesy story and stuff. That's what you come and play Pokemon games for, not for for the technical prowess. This is not Elden Ring, my friend. Um, you know, I would really hate it if they gatekeep the gyms. If you're going to use the term uh, for, what did I say? Freely move with no borders. And that's a direct quote from T from TCPI, the Pokemon company international. I kind of need that. Um, this is clearly in legends Arceus style. So they knew what they were doing with that game. Like, I think they knew they had a hit with this style and they said to themselves, okay, because clearly this game has been in the works for years and they knew they were going in this direction. Anyway, my theory is they started development on this, knew it was going to be a hit, but because it's such a dramatic and drastic change, they kind of needed to put a feeler out there first and to make sure everybody can kind of ease their way in. So I think they went and said, all right, let's make a smaller game, which is PLA and get it out there. So kind of we know it's going to be a smash, but like, let's get people used to this way of catching new Pokemon and battling and and like this open world thing. Um, I truly think that that
1: it was their appetizer. It was was their appetizer. appetizer.
0: Yeah. And it worked and it worked. Uh, Spain and Portugal seem to be the region. I had originally thought Italy at least somewhere Mediterranean, but all signs are pointing to Spain and Portugal, especially when they have a map. Of Spain and Portugal in the room uh, during the trailer, I think that kind of gave it away. Um, even the 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 town map, which we don't know the region's name yet, but the region map in the trailer um, in the actual game looked just like Spain and Portugal. So we're getting there. But you know what borders Spain and Portugal? Sam is
1: on the top of my head. I do not is France.
0: And you know what game is t- takes place in in we'll call it Pokey France. Uh, X and Y gen six, the gen, I just trivied your ass about. And if you're telling me that we can have a game with no borders, I wonder how much influence the Pokemon, the story, the, you know, um, something Kalos related could make its way into this region because it's literally next door. I don't know if that'll be the case. Or if you can go to Kalos afterwards, because it's literally borders you.
1: That may be some DLC or something like that. Something like that.
0: I would imagine, however, no matter what, even though Gen 6 didn't introduce the most Pokemon, I think it introduced the least Pokemon ever. I would imagine you're going to see a pretty good wealth of Gen 6 Pokemon and also, you know, new forms of Gen 6 Pokemon in gen nine because they are so close together i think we're going to get a lot of gen six influence which is fine by me Aegislash Slash is one of my top 10 favorite pokemon of all time and x and y's new mons were sick so i'm on that my ask of game freak please have a lot of side missions i would love that i would love a robust character customization kit because the basic protagonist did not look good with their dumb hats and their shorts and high socks didn't do it for me i really cannot wait to get out of that outfit as fast as humanly possible the graphics and the textures look good. They look fine. Um, they look much better than I would have expected them to look. And like Magnemite looked phenomenal. The shadowing and the shading and the lighting. Savipers so scales look great. All things you've heard before. Meowth looked even better. So like they're doing better graphically. I just hope that they stick that landing I'm not looking for horizon zero dawn levels of pretty. I'm just looking for something that doesn't run at 12 fucking frames per second. When I'm running through an open world, that's my big worry is like, is this game going to chug? You did a nice job with Arceus, but that wasn't open world. That was open area. You only had to load one fucking zone at a time. This one, I truly hope it is a seamless open world, but it doesn't like that doesn't hurt on the visuals. Uh, there's a clock in the trailer going absolutely ape shit. It's spinning all fucking nuts. I really hope there isn't any time travel in this game, or at least maybe not in the main plot. I don't like time travel, you know that. Um, two other things, and then I'm good. The NPCs, this is huge. I noticed this on the first time I watched it, and I fucking lost it when I saw it. The NPCs, the non-playable characters, they're actually walking around. Name a Pokemon. Just
1: standing there.
0: Name a Pokemon game where they're not just standing there. You can't.
1: Wasn't there like some like walking or something? And if they saw you, it's called a spinner.
0: Yeah, so like they can change direction to to catch you as you're walking by. Yeah, but they never move a damn muscle. You're the one who even. Well, that's a lie. If they catch you and you're far away, they technically walk towards you. When the little exclamation point, but they just walk around freely. So I hope that we see more of that. I know it down doesn't sound like a major thing if you're a PlayStation Five or Xbox gamer. But it does matter in this type of game where NPCs for 25 years have stood still. It's a nice little thing. And that means that like the person whose quest I get might not always be in the same place. I'd have to go find that person. And that seems like a cool thing. They might be in their house. They might be at a restaurant. Even if they only go to a couple different like known locations, that's fine. I can't just go to them and they're standing there at 3 in the morning for no reason. I, I appreciate that. Um, I just hope there's a lot of them walking around so the towns don't feel dead because that's another thing Pokemon doesn't do great is there's not a ton of people doing their thing. So like towns and cities can sometimes feel empty. So that's it. The last thing is the starters. Um, I, you know, you've you've already kind of talked about them. I will give you my quick thoughts on the starters. Sprigatito, the grass cat. Well, we just had a cat in Gen 7. Uh, and so I'm not crazy about that. Um, Fuecoco, I'm absolutely in love with. A dumb dinosaur crocodile who's a chili pepper. You're never going to get a complaint from me on that. I love it. Quaxley is the greatest name for any Pokemon of all time besides Overquill. Uh, and he has like a Trump haircut slash hat. I understand that. I'm with it. But he's adorable. And I love Quaxley. I am team Fuecoco. I'm going to go Firestarter. I almost never go Firestarter. I went Firestarter in Gen 7. That's probably the only time. So that's where I'll leave that uh, because we're going to do our top three and rank them. So I'll give my thoughts on the starters here in just a second more in depth when I do that. So, Sam, I'll kick it over to you. Just go three, two, one, and rank your starters.
1: Yeah, three. I I, I mean, again, greatest, like one of the greatest names, Quacks. So he is my number three. Um, I, I guess you did call that. I'm looking at the picture, like the Donald Trump hair hat thing. Yeah, that's it. that's that's Quaxley for you. Uh, two s- s- spurgatito, spr- spurgatito, grass type, the green litten. I mean, I, that's just a copy and paste the litten. Um, it's okay, but number two, but yeah, number one for Coco, the fire guy, the dinosaur. Yes, his stupid little grin with the little little like apple, little two little things coming out of his head. the little little stem but yeah he he would be the number i i I don't know i always go fire anyway so usually whoever the fire is that's who i pick i
0: have a sim i thought you were gonna go for our Sprigatito is your number three that's where my number three is i have a feeling Sprigatito is probably going to evolve into something badass i mean lytton did too to incineroar for gosh sakes but i have a i have faith that Sprigatito's final evolution might be the coolest out of the three, but because we don't know what it looks like Sprigatito as it stands is my number three. Quaxley is my number two is, you know, right now there are only two stars to me. Quaxley and fake Coco, man. I love Fuecoco, Coco, but Quaxley's number sleep two on
1: the green Greenland. Don't sleep.
0: Quaxley's number two, but Quaxley, the duck Pokemon has a duck already. Um, uh, uh, Ducklet in gen, I believe five. And he's, Freaking got the same color. Like, I I just wonder why I understand the Spanish influence and in all these, and particularly the naming conventions, but I wonder what he's evolving into because ducklet goes into Suwana, I believe. So if they go a completely different route, that'd be cool. I would love it. If they just don't, if they're not all pure type, I would love it. If they dual type as they evolve, you know, water flying water, you know, whatever steel. I don't know. I would love that. But Quaxley, as it stands, he's so damn cute. I love it. He's got these big, dumb eyes. I love the blue uh, webbed feet and the hat slash hair. Uh, I love that. But Foy Coco's the man. I love everything about Foy Coco. I loved his design the second I saw it. He's in the middle when they reveal the starters to. He's the first thing I saw, that derpy, derpy looking thing with three stupid looking teeth. I love it. It's going to, it's going to evolve to be a chili pepper crocodile. And like, I mean, it already is. It's a chili pepper. So Fue is Fuego, Coco meaning pepper. Um, you could think it's a cocoa bean, but it's not. I'm psyched. Uh, I, I'm all in it. It's co- Coco Drillo means crocodile. So a flaming croc and it's a chili pepper. Give me all the, give me all the Fue Coco. Um, I'm I'm all in on that. So overall, I mean, that's the thoughts on gen nine and the Pokemon presents i'm very obviously excited i didn't uh, 2022 is a shock to be able to potentially have two mainline pokemon games in the same year kind of bookending the year is cool i need to see more give me all the the starter evolutions give me those and please don't just do like 60 new mons give me like 80 new ones i'm not talking forms i want A good number of brand new never before seen Pokemon and then give us the generation of the the regional variants and, you know, the new evolutions and the things you're going to do. But I want brand new stuff because they still have a ton of cool ideas and a ton of cool designs out there. And Spain and Portugal offer a ton, a ton of options and ideas that haven't been done yet. So I'm looking forward to it. You have
1: my money. Let's move on. Plenty of more food options to choose from, but we'll continue on Pac-Man Museum Plus is coming May 27th.
0: This game is going to be 14 different Pac-Man games, so if you like Pac-Man a lot, here's your chance. Um, it's coming to Game Pass Day 1, as well as Nintendo Switch and PlayStation 4, maybe? I think 4. Uh, I don't know if they're getting a 5 version, but obviously you can play it on 5. But regardless, if you want to try it out and you have an Xbox, it's going to be on Game Pass. Nintendo added missions and rewards to the Switch without telling anyone. Yeah, typical Nintendo doing something cool and not mentioning it. I They did go on a week-long hiatus to social media, maybe even longer. Um, so I do... I can This time I'll give them a pass because I understand why they did it. Um, obviously, all the things going on in the Ukraine right now and in yeah. Russia, they went pretty much radio silent. That's why Pokemon didn't tweet about the presents until like 20 minutes before um, at least the English accounts. And so there's that I'll give them a pass. They did break their Twitter silence today to announce the Kirby demo. So I would imagine they're going to start easing back into Twitter and tweeting, but this, this thing is really cool. You just open the Nintendo switch portion of your switch, the Nintendo switch online, and it takes you to an entire different interface now, and you can create your own switch icons. And like you can, you know, I now have Mario Odyssey as my little switch icon. And, like, you I've created it because I put a background and a filter and this and that and the other. You could never do that before. That's neat. They have weekly wi- uh, in-game, I'm sorry, in-console missions to do. You know, back your save data up and you get 20 coins that you can spend in the Nintendo shop. Um, do this. Play Mario Brothers. So you get 10 coins. Do this. So you get 50 coins. And they'll give you four of those every week. I think Monday morning or Tuesday morning they'll update. So I went in. I finished my missions. I got like a hundred platinum coins, which you can use to get like posters and keychains and stickers and all this cool shit. So it's like a really cool way to do things on your Switch that aren't that a you may norm- normally not, and b to like gain points to then go spend in Nintendo's little shop. It's it's real items. That's it's neat. not like it's not in game posters. I mean, I have three Mario posters sent to me from this, so it is neat. Um, I wish they would have built it up a little bit more because I have a feeling since they put nothing behind it. um, This could fall off the face of the earth pretty quickly. Maybe next week when they update the missions, then they send that tweet out saying, hey, look what we can do. Um, And I'm just I'm psyched that Nintendo Switch Online is finally doing things that other companies have done for a decade because... uh, It's about time. So thank you, Nintendo. And I think personally, they're getting ready to do with their next console, something along the lines of trophies or achievements, maybe call them rewards or missions or something. But I think Nintendo is finally going to adopt that in their games.
1: About time. Resident Evil 2, 3, and 7 are getting PS5 and Xbox Series X and S versions.
0: And they're getting them for free. Uh, which is amazing, at least the update. If you already own RE7, the Resident Evil 2 remake, the Resident Evil 3 remake, and you already own those, then you can upgrade to the PS5 versions for free, which is amazing, Um, and also on PC. So if you're a PC player, you can download the update with all these visual enhancements for free. They didn't necessarily go into exactly what that means outside of just visual. My guess is upscale to 4K, max 60 FPS, That's my thought, because I believe those games run at 30. Uh, I'm not 100% on on that, but if you can get them going up to 4K60 for free, that's enough to justify it, because survival horror games, when you have a 60 FPS survival horror game that looks brilliant, it kind of just enhances that atmosphere and makes it even that much scarier. So good on Resident Evil for doing something like this.
1: Next up, let's get Gran Turismo 7's review from IGN.
0: I really don't have it in me tonight to read this whole fucking thing. It's like so long. Um, let's just say this. <clears throat> a modern mix, a modern mix of the original Gran Turismo's trend-setting format with GT Sport's stern and very successful focus on online racing. This version is a potent podium performance from Polyphony Digital with gorgeous graphics a fantastic driving feel, and racing options galore. It's the best the series has been since the PlayStation 2 era.
1: I thought it was a 9? Yes, it was. I mean, that's what? All you can ask for? What, did for- Forza got a 10? Uh,
0: Forza got a 9 or a 10 as well. I mean, they're both just going to be standout racing games. And, you know, either one that you own, you can't go wrong. That's what I'll say.
1: Yeah, it's good to hear that Grant you know, it's kind of keep it up with Forza at least. Yeah. And the last story we have in gaming, Mark's next game, is a new IP. And normally that that's not really a
0: story because the game wasn't announced. But the story is buried here. And the story is Mark just made Returnal for the PS5. Matter of fact, it was close to a launch title. It came out in April of 2021, only four months, five months after the PS5 came out. So it was a launch window title. And this tells you something. If they're coming out and they've officially said we're working on a new IP. And they're not a big enough studio to do Returnal two, so Returnal most likely, at least for now, is not getting a sequel, which is shocking. And they'll be doing a new IP. The only way I see Returnal getting a sequel because now that Housemark is owned by Sony, they might take some of their internal team, take half of Housemark, half of an internal team, and go at it, and then let the other half of Housemark do this new IP. But in my opinion, if you're doing a new IP, you kind of need all hands on deck, yeah, not just half of a team. So. That's kind of telling that we will probably not see another Returnal game. It's very mixed reviews, very critically, uh, you know, mixed. The fans love it, but that's to me saying because they didn't really have nothing to play. They just wanted a PS5 exclusive and they kind of loved it more than I think it deserves. But who am I to, to judge? Uh, I'll wait until it's like 10 bucks one day and I'll get it. But good for Mark for expanding into something new. Uh, in the movie section, The Batman is out right now. Sam, how psyched are you to see this movie?
1: I, I am very psyched. I I did not see it yet. I'm going to see it Sunday morning. I can't wait. I'm just probably going to go, you know, social media silent just, just to be safe.
0: Episode 274 next week, we will have our impressions, spoiler free, of The Batman. Cannot wait. Did not think this day was going to come. Felt like the first time we saw that trailer in October 2020. It feels like a lifetime ago. And now it's here.
1: March it, it, it feels like it was like longer than that. You know, it feels like this movie was like never going to get here. And then it got delayed another year. And it, I just, I can't believe it's finally here.
0: Let's see what IGN has to say about the Batman. The Batman is a gripping, gorgeous, and at times genuinely scary psychological crime thriller that gives Bruce Wayne the grounded detective story he deserves. Robert Pattinson is great as a very broken Batman but it's Zoe Kravitz and Paul Dano who steal the show with a movingly layered Selena Kyle and a terrifyingly unhinged Riddler. Writer-director Matt Reeves managed to make a Batman movie that's entirely different from the others in the live-action canon, yet surprisingly loyal to the Gotham lore as a whole. Ultimately, it's one that thoroughly earns its place in this iconic character's legacy.
1: Yeah, I, did, I believe IGN gave it a 10.
0: That's correct. One of the only 10s out there, but I'm when IGN... Goes against the grain like that, I actually can appreciate because that means the reviewer has the balls to to say what they want, not just the the dark the dark movie. It's dark, so you might not like it. Yeah, it's kind of gloomy. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> I see it as an eighty six percent on Rotten Tomatoes, so that's that's hey, so it's fresh. I see it as a $200 million budget. You know, I, I've seen a, quite a few clips. I, I am so excited. I actually just watched uh, Colin Farrell on Hot Ones. He was great. Definitely watch that on YouTube. Yeah. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see him as Penguin. Uh, Zoe, of course, as Catwoman. And again, it, it's a lot of... I heard if you talk to a few people, two little gripes I heard people say it felt a, a little long. But people said, you know, Zack Snyder's Justice League was long. But then again, I was home. I, you know, could use the, you know, could pause at any moment, the theater, two hours and 50 minutes. You know, we'll, we'll see how I hold out. But I, I'm very excited. This is look like it's ripped right from the comics. And I'm very excited to see what Matt Reeves kind of brings to the table.
0: I have been going back and forth. Do I want to see this in theaters or do I want to wait the 46 days? And I almost find it impossible to wait like i hate movie theaters so much but like how am i gonna wait 46 days to watch this movie
1: i i again i you know our boy john turros and you know I, I i this is one that i feel you need to see on the big screen oh. if, if it's going to be any movie why not batman okay <laughs> i'll try
0: I really do. I've That's wanted, all I
1: can ask. You could try it. That's all I can ask. From that first trailer, I've wanted to see this movie. Was, so and, and, and we've said it. That was like the trailer. We got so hype. It was, it was a long time for a trailer to kind of get you that hype for a film that was only shot like 20%.
0: So, and, and it still holds up as one of the best trailers I've seen in a decade. Yeah. Just of anything, not just movies. Like this trailer, it was just so... Fantastic. So everybody out there this week, enjoy the Batman. I've already heard a bunch of people um, you know, DMing us and talking about their opinions at a film. We had one of our longtime friends and fans at a show, Oso oh Asian. He uh Sam, he he wrote in and he said, Um, personal opinion, I love the way they portrayed the Batman in this movie. Robert Pattinson kills it in the role, Catwoman was on point two, the villains were solid. I'll leave out the next sentence. He kind of—that's a little bit. Overall, I'd say it tied in with the. It's tied with the Dark Knight. The only thing that told me back is Heath Ledger's Joker was crazy amazing. Otherwise, if it didn't have him, I'd say this is my favorite version of Batman so far. This was a super enjoyable watch. It was almost three hours on the dot, but the pacing was perfect. I feel alone. That was an accomplishment. So I, I asked him. If I feel favorite. alone. <laughs> Uh, I I asked him if I could share that, and uh, he said, sure. So just great to see um, the folks that have already seen it or seen early screenings giving super positive feedback. And I am excited, so, so excited to hear your impressions next week. Hopefully I'm with you and I can do it with you. But
1: who knows? Get your ass to the theater, it!
0: Who knows? I haven't been to a theater since February 14th of 2020, and I don't know if I want to do it again or 13th, whatever it was. It was Sonic. That's the last movie I saw. Sam, the Morbius movie that's coming out April 1st, <coughs> freaking April Fool's Day, uh, the Mo- Morbius
1: got a trailer. It's Final One. What'd you think? I, I watched it, even though I'm, I'm kind of over it at this point. I, I'm just ready to see the damn movie. Every time I watch it, I'm like, man, it's just, just ripping off Batman, but... I'll, I'll let it go. Um, I, I my boy Al Madrigal's in it. He's a comedian. He was one of Bill Burr's partners, uh, Tyrese Gibson, and uh, let's see. You know, take two for Jared Leto. Let's see if he can kind of ma- make up for for Joker, and um, you know, because eventually you this is successful. I assume he's going to appear in Blade. They would want him with Spider Man, Sinister Six. So see what happens. Yeah, there's a
0: hundred million percent of Blade vibe from this, and like. Already the early tie ins, and I think there was even like a direct blade influence somewhere that might have been Dr. Sh- I can't remember where there was like an actual blade thing, maybe it was a uh, an Eternals scene. yeah, something like that. Yeah. And so, yeah, that thank you, that's right, Eternals and clip, thank you. Um, so with that, yeah, I agree. Trailer was fine. I mean, the CG looks so good at times and so terrible at others that. I have a weird feeling that we're just not going to see Michael Morbius's face as the vampire for too, too long. We're going to get Jared Leto. And that to me is like, what the fuck ever? Jared Leto. Just the only thing I ever thought he was good in was the little things. And I liked his Suicide Squad Joker, but the little things is not a very good movie. I just thought he was good as a crazed killer. Maybe he's better in the eye <sighs> oh, Man. But anyway, yeah, whatever. This is fine. It's another movie I'm going to wait till like Venom. It's available on digital. I'll pick it up on Prime. I'll rent it for like $4.99 for a day and I'll watch it and I'll be disappointed. It's just going to be what it is. It's kind of where I've been or I'll wait till it goes to Disney Plus. Who knows? Um, Now that Disney Plus is getting a little bit more edgy, uh, Fast and the Furious 10's villain will be played and confirmed to be Jason Momoa.
1: I mean, kind of smart for Fast and Furious to get Jason Momoa, who is kind of, you know, the big name right now, kind of in a lot of stuff. Everyone likes him. Um, they're splitting up 10 and two movies, so get part one in 2023, part four, 2024. Um, I'm slacking because I didn't even see nine yet, and I, I want to see kind of our boy John Cena. I want to see what he can do, so uh, I got to get my shit together.
0: Yeah, I'm going to pass hard. Tokyo Drift is still the only Fast and Furious that matters to me. I'm gonna die on that here. I
1: I I do the first one is I a classic to me, but um again I, I to get ten, eleven movies, a spinoff, you put let this franchise go go away of old yeller. You had your time in the sun, you made your money, you've been around almost twenty years. That's so let's, let's go.
0: You survived your lead actor's death.
1: You know, like you you got you know, time to move on. Yeah,
0: it is time. Uh moving into TV. John DiMaggio, Bender is back baby we're getting john dimaggio in the hulu uh futurama reboot it's official the whole cast is back what do you think
1: there there is no futurama without john dimaggio as bender i mean bender is have half, half the show that's you know it's like oh billy west isn't coming back what he's fry he's K- farnsworth like no there's no way you can take away a main character of the show
0: i think he's zoidberg too Billy West.
1: Yeah. Oh, dude, he's Billy. He's Zoey Burke. He's fucking probably yeah. 15 other characters. Yeah.
0: So it's it's nice to see DiMaggio and Hulu or Fox or Disney or whomever come together and find a number that works. He was very vocal and other folks were very vocal about not only him deserving or wanting more pay for this film, but the entire cast. I well, I don't know if we'll ever find out, but I wonder if there were negotiations behind the scenes. That everybody got a little bit of a bump, so they're yeah, all making equal money. I don't know. They already signed a contract; they have no need to do it. I just wonder if that was one of maybe Dimaggio's demands, or if that came up in the good negotiation process.
1: I would like to say between Dimaggio and Hulu to make it right to kind of please everyone. Everyone gets a little bump, you know. Again, they're veterans; they've been doing this for a while. This show has been around forever. It's you know, I I think they deserve a little bump over there, huh?
0: Yeah, as much as they deserve it. Once you sign that contract, you're kind of. You kind of got to in. do it. Unless yeah. you're James Harden, you can just do whatever the fuck you want at that point. But on <laughs> <laughs> the feeling, baby. Let's John, go. We're 3-0. Di- John DiMaggio, is. since I've been a Dire at Sixers fan, yes, they are 3-0. Uh, John DiMaggio is the James Harden of Futurama. There I said it. So maybe he does have that kind of cachet. Uh, a huge update here for the Twisted Metal TV series, the live-action series we've had on this pod for months and months and months. It has a home and some more details. The home is, in fact, the one we all thought it would be. I don't know if that's
1: really true. Peacock. It's, it don't look good. I'm going to be honest. It does not look good for uh, our show, Twisted Metal, here. Uh,
0: Anthony Mackie is not going to be Axel. So there's some more news. You could take it as good or bad. Um, he will be, what did I say? He's going to be somebody in the apocalypse who's trying to make his way across the wasteland and uh and that's i'm sure what he'll encounter multiple characters sweet tooth maybe axel grim all that good stuff mr grim it's like i think that it's got potential but it's also only going to be a half hour and it'll be an action comedy so they're probably ripping off like every movie fr- like Mad Max and Death Race and the Transporter and all these other franchises kind of in and one Death
1: race. Like, yeah, literally. I throw that all in a blender and this is where we got it. Exactly.
0: Except it's a Peacock original for a half hour show. I, I mean, just as long as it's not six or eight episodes, like give us some time in this world. Anthony Mackie deserves that. Number one. Number two, longtime Twisted Metal fans like myself and especially you deserve that. L- let's give us a product that at least two things. Number one, we can identify as Twisted Metal because that's incredibly important. It needs to feel like Twisted Metal. And number two, that isn't just some schlock that has no car combat and is focused on the people. I don't want them just driving around waving torches out of a window. I want there to be something where there is, I want to see Calypso. I want to see like... Car combat. That's what this game is. Sorry, so it's like cool. You want
1: to see Sweet Tooth. You want to see other main characters, not just all brand new characters that we never heard of.
0: Make it feel like Twisted Metal. If yeah. there isn't Sweet Tooth in the first literal opening scene, then they're doing something wrong. It is the only recognizable character to the general population that they have. It is the only one.
1: I As don't much. know, man. If you see Axel... You, you no, know no. I mean?
0: You're not listening. The general <laughs> I, I, pop. I, 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 we like Axel. No one else gives a flying shit. So, like, open with Sweet Tooth. Give us good CG. Make him a fat guy with no shirt, with suspenders and a clown mask on fire. Give us what we deserve. Because you're going to miss out if not. Give us the trucks and the cars and the actual... Like, the one thing Halo gets right is the visuals. It's so the one thing. So, like... Give us that at least, Peacock. I'm begging you. I'm begging you. Methinks I might even be able to get maybe an advanced screening or something. Who knows? Maybe that might happen. But anyway, I I ho- have hope for this show. I hope it's good. I don't expect it for at least probably two years. But um, there's a lot. To- <laughs> there's a lot it. of it's It's
1: Twisted metal. We got to watch it. Let's put
0: it this way. We have questions. That's yeah. all. <laughs> we have questions. The Marvel Netflix shows will all hit. Disney Plus, like we both had said last week, on March 16th.
1: Yeah, makes perfect sense. Have them all there. Make their own little, you know, have their own little, you know, mature section that they can click on so it can, you know, separate from the kids section.
0: Yeah, they're going to introduce parental controls. There's that whole star thing. So, like, Lost and other programs. So, now we're going to be able to watch them in two weeks. The day of NFL free agency, I believe. Uh, then I can also watch daredevil. And I'm telling you, even though I had access to it for years and never touched it, uh, this is the time I'm finally going to watch
1: daredevil. Uh, yeah, there's, I, there, there's that. And also Aidens the shield too. I yeah. heard that's coming back to,
0: I hope that they do ultra HD on Disney plus. Um, and even maybe even a 4k because Disney plus does not charge extra for 4k or UHD where Netflix does to get uh, 4k. So I'm hoping that that's the case because I would love to watch Daredevil in 4K. If it was shot in 4K, I don't know if that if that was. I the think
1: game. I think it was.
0: Yeah, I don't even know if it was like if 4K was even as popular back when season one happened. But maybe season the later seasons two or three was in 4K. Who knows? Regardless, I'm psyched to watch it. Uh, and Sam, that's the show. Hit us home uh, with your weekly wada.
1: Weekly wada this week. I I got this one back recently. I sent it in. May 29th, 2020. At some point, I I was afraid they lost it. It, it, It's been a while. I did it in the select tier, which at the time, it is their slowest tier. I would never recommend you ever said anything to want select tier. Always speed run. And even then, you're still going to wait. Just be patient. But I got back one, one of my favorite games, if not one of my favorite game franchise ever. This is the original Devil May Cry for the PlayStation 2. Came back in a 9-6 A seal. Came out in 2001. I was in 6th grade. I still remember the first time I actually bought the game. I remember it was me, Sean McCormick, and my mom walking in Toys R Us. I remember just looking through all the games. Just, oh, just looking for a cool cover. Just trying to find a new game. Just saw this cover. Devil May, Devil May cries. Oh, cover looks cool. Picked it up. Thank God I did one of my favorite games ever. This is the first party Y Seam with the Sony security label and tear strip. This was originally conceived by Capcom as Resident Evil 4. Thankfully, it it didn't become a Resident Evil game. They realized that they had something else here. Um, Metacritic gave it a 94 out of 100. Game Informer, 9.5 out of 10. IGN with a 9.6 out of 10. And Games Pro was the only one balls big enough to give it a 5 out of 5. Everyone else was pussyfooting around. (laughs) <laughs> but th- to me, this is the the one of my you know favorite hack and slash games that I can remember playing it. Um, I remember getting low one health when you get far enough in the game, you become Devil Trigger and you become this demon and you can just like throw fireballs and that's. It's the only reason I beat Moon just at the end because this game was hard as shit and definitely Devil Trigger saved my ass so many times. Uh, game sold over three million copies worldwide. God damn, I truly miss Toys R Us. And now I think about walking through the goddamn halls of, of Toys R Us and missed the damn tickets. But again, this was the, the game franchise. Uh, I wasn't. I, I played um, Resident Evil, but I never got into them like I got into Devil May Cry. I feel like you're either one or the other. I, maybe you're both, but for me personally, I was always the Devil May Cry guy. So to get this to the 9.6 ACL, I'm very happy because. You don't see SEALs copies. It's not something you can really just type in on eBay and just find nowadays. It's, you know, figure it's over 20 years now in the making. And uh, I'm glad now to, you know, start the collections of Devil May Cry 1 and work my way up and collect them all. That was your weekly water for Devil May Cry. Got to collect them all. I'm trying.
0: I I honestly thought we'd go longer. Uh, I had so much to say. And then when it came time to say it, I thought... You know what? Just get your thoughts out there. Don't ramble too long. You're sick. You're not feeling good. Let's just fucking have a short little show, like you said, and let's just roll on with our nights. So we appreciate everybody hanging out with us tonight. Shorter show. Enjoy it. And uh, we'll be back next week. Remember, spoiler-free impressions of the Batman. Cannot wait for next one. But hey, before then, enjoy your week. See you next time. Episode 274. And hey, please no spoilers for Batman. Thank you you